In this homily, I'm going to mention the three points that all priests are asked to preach on on this evening, namely the institution of the Holy Eucharist, the institution of the Sacrament of Holy Orders, as well as the commandment concerning fraternal charity. First of all, the, the institution of the Holy Eucharist. This is what singles out Catholics and Orthodox from all other Christians because of the real presence that, that the bread and wine truly becomes the body and blood of Christ. If, if, if it did not, we, we could be anything else. We, we really shouldn't even be Christians. Because if, if Jesus is lying when he talks about the bread and wine becoming his body and blood, why should we believe him in regards to anything else? So this, this really singles Catholics and Orthodox out. But there's something that we have to understand what, what the Holy Eucharist is. So of course it's Jesus, we know that. But the symbolism behind it and what it means. That if we were Jews, how would we understand the Last Supper? If we were Jews, if we were the apostles, the, the disciples of Jesus, how would we understand when Jesus institutes the Holy Eucharist? There's one main thing that we would realize is happening, and that's it's that that the Passover is taking place. The Passover we heard about in our first reading. The Passover, recall, is, is an event that took place in Egypt when the people, God's chosen people, were slaves to Pharaoh. Remember that Pharaoh refused to let the people go. He refused to allow them to, to leave their slavery to him. He wanted to retain control over them. And he refused, even amidst the nine plagues that took place, to, to let the people go. He lost almost all of his cattle. They lost all their, their fruit, everything, grain. They were left with really not much left. And yet he refused to, to bring freedom to God's chosen people, even at the command of God. And then God sends one last plague. And it's going, the plague is, is going to affect everyone, not just the Egyptians, but also the chosen people, unless they do one thing. Unless they procure a, a year-old male lamb without blemish, no broken bones, no, no broken tails, no ear that's you know half off. An unblemished lamb. And they're to cut the throat of the lamb, bleed out its blood, and take that blood, put it on their, on their doorposts, so that when the angel of death comes to kill their firstborn, the angel may pass over the house and allow the, all, the eldest son to live. But that's not the end of the, the Passover. They are then to take the lamb and roast it and eat it. They do it. The angel of death comes. The angel of death passes over all those whose houses are sprinkled with the blood of the lamb, the houses who ate the lamb. The angel of death has no control over them. But to those that are not sprinkled with the blood of the lamb, those that are have not been in the house 
of the roasted lamb, they lose their firstborn. Pharaoh loses his eldest son to death. And it's only then that he commands Moses to get out of town. He wants them to leave. The people are set free by the blood of the Lamb. Then every year the people of Israel are commanded to to keep the Passover. And it's on this day, the keeping of the Passover, that Jesus becomes the Lamb. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. And then the priest holds up the sacred host and says, Behold the Lamb. Behold the Lamb who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those, happy are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Slavery isn't to Pharaoh. True slavery is to sin. And we gather for Mass because we want to be set free. Hanging in front of the, the pulpit here is an image of the Lamb. Many churches that you go to, there's the lamb right before, you know, on the altar, carved into the side. It's the lamb. It's Jesus who gives us life. And we gather. Gathered for Mass week after week because we can't live without Him. Sometimes we think we can, and then we dry up. It's the Lamb, the Holy Eucharist, who gives us life. On this night also is the institution of the priestly order. As Jesus institutes the Holy Eucharist, at the end he commands the apostles, do this, do this in memory of me. But he doesn't just ask the apostles to do this. Yes, they're the ones who are ordained. But he commands all Christians to do this meaning come to Mass. 
come to the feast of the Lamb. That as the priest stands in the person of Christ, in persona Christi, when the priest says those words, it's Jesus saying the words. When the priest says, I absolve you from your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, when he sets the person free, it's Jesus setting the person free. how we're able to enter heaven through Jesus but yet we realize amidst our sin amidst our struggles even amidst coming to mass week after week we find that we get selfish so tonight Jesus does not just give us the Holy Eucharist the priesthood but he gives us the commandment to serve because he recognizes that when we look at the sacred host, it doesn't look like Jesus. But when we look around at one another, we see Jesus. What you did to the least of my brethren, you did to me. So he commands us to serve. He, though the master washes his disciples' feet. Today when, when bishops and priests across the world are washing the, the feet of many, we cheat a bit. We just pour a little water over and then wipe the feet. But that's not the case in Jesus' time. Imagine walking with sandals across a dirty road. When you walk, or when you come into the house at night, you don't got clean feet. They're quite dirty. In order to clean the dirt off, you don't just need water. You need a bit of scrubbing. And Jesus takes his fingers and he rubs the feet of his apostles, cleaning the dirt off. the most humiliating job of a servant. To the point that Peter even wants or doesn't want Jesus to do it for him because he doesn't recognize the service that Jesus has come for. You and I are called to serve one another. You and I are called to to sometimes go into messy situations for the sake of one another, humiliating situations for the sake of one another, that we might have life. Husbands, dads especially are called to that, to be that to their wives, children, but so too are moms, wives, and children are called to be that. To one another. Tonight, Jesus gives us the great sacrament of the Holy Eucharist, the sacrament of the priesthood, and the command to serve.
dies for us. He dies for his friends. Let's be sure to thank Jesus at this Mass for these great gifts, for the food that keeps us going, for the priests that brings us food, and for the commandment to serve one another as he served us.